Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. So, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and today's topic, the return, kind of, of CM Punk. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Hello, David. And cuz. Hey guys, I gotta go. Something came up. What? Really? You fucking begged us to be on this podcast this week <laughs> because of what we're talking about. So what we're referencing is that we all three texted, and this is normally Cuz's off week, right? So we when we told him what the topic was gonna be, which Dave will get to in a second. Um, sure. Cuz is like all about it. Like it's just it's his you know his forte. You gotta do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so gonna I'm gonna on. even on my off week I'm gonna jump on. I'm gonna do it. And then about five minutes before we hit record, he sends us a text going like something came up, guys. Go on without me. So I'm gonna preface this by saying I hope it wasn't an emergency because I'll feel really bad by saying that, and we probably can't air this episode if that happens. But if it's not an actual emergency, fuck you. Yeah. But how about you that? Son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I, I'm sure we're going to be getting anyway, a message from Stone Cold or someone very soon. Yeah. Fuck him, too. <laughs> fuck that fucking brick. Okay. But, but I, I, hope, I hope nothing bad them. is wrong, honestly. It all joking. Yeah, I'm aside. sure it's fine. I'm, I'm I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure he's out drinking with friends. He had better plans. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> all right. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources. No ties to the industry. Just stories from the diehards. Sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today. It's a swerve. The return of CM Punk. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or just do the easy thing, download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. Bum, bum, bum. Punk is really returning? What are you talking about? Jess, what's going on? Sort of. I mean... He's working for Fox. Sort of. I know everybody wants to jump the gun because there's been so much clamor since he left. Uh, you know, people wanting him to return his fame, people chanting CM Punk, which is Dave's favorite thing on live events and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's back working for Fox, which, of course, we know that WWE is in bed with Fox. Smackdown is on sure. Fox. Fox has a lot of influence on the Smackdown product, um, as is evident by the firing of Bischoff. And the way they're trying to change the, you know, the the production values of that show and the booking, you know, so Fox has a lot of input. So what that tells me is that eventually Punk will make his way back to the WWE. It's got to happen. I mean, he's working for Fox on a show about the WWE product. So it's, you know, come on. Of course. And and there's and there's one thing that Justice really doesn't want to talk about right now because he sees the timeline. And he knows. Now, I do want to talk He's about fucked. it, asshole. And oh, let me, oh, you do. Yes. Oh. So Dave and I made a bet. Can, I don't know if you can you lay the backstory I, I, for him. We yeah. said it at the last King of the Ring episode, which I won. And I dominated Dave <laughs> and Dave lost that bet. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's old shit, right? So let's move on. And, and I, I would argue that I won because I had some delicious gin and I was hammered. It was amazing. Whatever. And anywho. Yeah, it was great. Anyhoosle. So I think I won. Uh, I, I really believe I won. Such a loser. And so. So we had made a bet before that. So Dave and I got into this argument kind of off mic 
about how uh, Dave will try to downplay it now, but he just he gets very triggered when fans chant <laughs> CM Punk, and that's the perfect word. I hate words like snowflake and triggered because that's so 2018, 2019. It's what it's what people oh, use yeah. as like a lazy term to you know. Now now it's boomer, right? Yeah, boomers. Oh fuck! Boomer. Don't say that again. I can't. I'm gonna throw up if I hear that again. It's so weird. It's just people yeah. are so lazy. They just find words to. To, I don't even think half of them know what that means I, when they say it. I don't it. even care if they do or not. Like, honestly, it's just so irritating. But it's it's lazy horseshit is what it you know, is. But anyway, in this, I digress. In this sense, triggered is perfect to describe your it, it, dirt sheets and CM Punk trigger you. <laughs> That's just what happens. So whenever date, I think I'm getting better with dirt sheets. Come on. I think I'm growing to understand. You're not them. Growing I, I still at won't all. Read that's, them. A, that's a bold faced lie. Um, so he, <laughs> I talked to you in private. That's a lie. So, so Dave gets nah, triggered. I don't think by CM Punk, there. the athlete. I don't. I don't believe that. I think Dave gets triggered no. when fans chant for him and people want CM Punk back. I don't know why. Well, like, we, maybe like we'll, they are his savior. Maybe we'll get right? into it. Maybe that's it's your opinion. Maybe we'll get into it. But um, but people chant CM Punk and they clamor for CM Punk and they have for years since he left. And you know, it drives Dave nuts. So. I said, you know what, uh, when we found out that he was booked for StarCast in August, right before the AEW show. Yeah, um, it's in our archives, by the yes, way. Yes, I we Dave and I got into it and Dave's like, do you want to bet then? And I said, uh, yes, <laughs> he's like, I bet that C- Dave is very specific. He feels that Punk doesn't have the passion or the I did. I said or that. or and he's not in the shape to come back. And I was like, you're nuts. Like he's coming back to Stark uh, StarCast. He's going to get bit by the wrestling bug. And first of all, Punk is like a, a groundhog, right? He only comes out a couple times a year. And if he sees his shadow, he fucking runs away for another couple months. And he comes out again. Like, that's what Punk does. So Punk came out and he saw he did not see a shadow. So he's like, oh, cool. And then he got bit by the Starcast bug. Conrad and them hired him. He came over. He did his Q&As. He met his public again. I told Dave right then he's going to get bit by the wrestling bug because he just lives by social media while he did his whole failed UFC venture and everything else. He just, you know, really kind of, as far as wrestling was concerned, he just would tweet here and there and that's it. Um, He didn't really remember what it was like to, when you're not with WWE and you're not in that toxic environment, his words. And that's why he left for the most part. um, You know, Mm -hmm. you kind of forget that you love wrestling and I believe he loves wrestling. He just got soured on it by being in this big machine this big company that has a toxic environment and is ran by a guy named Vince McMahon and punk got tired of it. And he got tired of being sick and tired and he got tired of being booked wrong. He got tired of being passed over for certain things. He got tired of being physically ill yeah. for several. So, months. so that yeah. all happened. And, and I found it crazy that Dave was just like, no, he's got no passion. He will never come back. Those were Dave's words. He will never come back. So I said, you are totally wrong. The fact that punks at Starcast, I, at the time, cause we made this bet back in August, I thought he was going to debut for AEW Dynamite when, you know, this was. I think a lot of people. So I was wrong on that, but that wasn't the basis of my bet. That's why I started the bet. I told Dave. What was the what was the the bet bet was, is that CM Punk will wrestle (laughs) in a wrestling match in either AEW, WWE or New Japan Pro Wrestling by December 31st of 2019. Now. You can laugh all you want, and, and I and I, and I had to go. Oh, that's that's a done deal. I'm fucking you can, taking no, that. No, you can laugh all you want because here's my thing. Here's my thing. First of all, oh. first of all, it's not December 31st yet, so I have a while. Oh, I have a bit. We're close, bitch. I have, so it does, it's not December 31st. until it's December 31st. Then I don't lose. So so 
basically Dave was on the opposite side and said, there's no way Punk's going to come back ever. But if you want to put the stipulation of December 31st, 2019, be my guest. I was the generous one that set that timeline. I did. I agree. I did. I have so no I might have been there. a little overzealous on that. I don't even know if that's the phrase or word I'm looking for. Um, yeah. So so the, the bet is, is that whoever loses. So if CM Punk <laughs> wrestles for AEW, WWE or New Japan wrestles in a match, whether it's a tag team match, mm-hmm. uh, eight man uh, singles, whatever. It doesn't matter. No special guest referee, no commentating, nothing like that has to be wrestled. Yeah. He has to wrestle in a match. Not like a run-in where he comes down and does a few moves and clears the ring and people cheer. And a yeah. match where they advertise it, he's wrestling in a match. A sanctioned yes. match. If yeah. he does that before or on December 31st, <laughs> Dave must drink beer from one of my shitty, decrepit, nasty shoes. And if CM Punk does not debut by the 31st, I... Well, this is, if he debuts or not after the 1st of January, you can say that. Right. You said the stipulation, right? So if he doesn't, if he does not debut before the, or you know, before the thirty first or on the thirty first, that's the deadline. Then I lose, and I must drink beer from a shoe of David's choice. David has already uh, said something about hiking and some bullshit boots or whatever, and that that's whatever he wants <laughs> is fine. All I'm saying is this: I think it was it was Zion, it was Arches. There's some red clay Good in for there. You and fantastic. nature, and fuck you. It, yeah. So, oh, so you're you're gonna enjoy. So it. I've already won the King of the Ring, so that's in my side already. So I'm I'm already a world champion, <laughs> and Dave is struggling to catch up. So that's fine. So I was a little okay. off, but here's my statement right now. I have two things to say. Mm-hmm. The first, I already said the first one, which is it's not December 31st yet. So calm your tits. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, everything I told you off the air. Some some made it on the air. Uh-huh. Most made it off the air. Everything I've told you has come true. He got bit by the bug. All of a sudden, now he's back on Fox Sports 1. It's not for WWE, but it's for a fucking WWE base show or a, a show that's about the WWE is. product. So I'm not, I'm not and Fox is in bed with WWE. So everything I've said that he got bit by the bug, he is going to come back as far as like get his interest right now, get his, get his mouth wet, you know, get, get, get the taste for it again is all happening. It's all true. Now, I might be, I might, might, the word might is what I'm using right now. I might or may be wrong about the 31st. Because right now, when you think about it, he's not booked for Survivor Series. So there's no way he's going to wrestle on Survivor Series. Even if they bring him out as a surprise guest or whatever, it's not, it, I don't win the bet because he's not wrestling. It's not the yeah. sanction. There's no valid right. event in December that WWE is going to want to date, ruin that debut for a December pay per view. I don't even know what the December pay per view is anymore. Um, so at the very least, he'll debut for the Royal Rumble. If he comes back, he'll win the Rumble out of nowhere, be a surprise entrant, win it, get a shot at Mania, get a Brock Lesnar type of contract, right? Where only he wrestles like a handful of times a year, and he only has to do a handful of Raws or SmackDowns a year, and then he'll be gone, you know? <laughs> so he doesn't have to hurt himself anymore. So that's fine. I That's probably what's going to happen. And, and, and the 31st may come and go. I don't know. But all I'm telling you right now is that I'm the one that gave you that generous timeline of December 31st, 2019. And everything I said is, has happened so far. Everything I said. I'll give you, I'll give you three things, Jess. There's three bullet points to this. Bullet point one is everything that Jess has said to this point totally valid and true. And the answer is, yeah, for sure. Second, um, should Jess have extended his timeline to WrestleMania sure. in April? Yes. Um, I just gave a good reason as to why I didn't, though. And, and, and bullet point number three um, is 
this drink that Jess is going to drink on January 1st known as a shoey to most Aussies in Australia? The answer is yes. And he's going to fucking drink from that dirty ass shoe. We call it a shoey, ladies and gentlemen. And Jess is going to fucking drink from it and it's going to be glorious. I think you and, I can't you and like wait. one Aussie call it a shoey. You're just married. That's fine. It's a good hashtag for you. Ah, oh, just Google it, bro. And and Come you know on. what? I feel do yourself a favor. I'll I'll feel a little better for you because I I honestly felt really <laughs> bad of trouncing you in the King of the Ring bet. So I'm glad that you're you might still might it may not happen. Um, you might get revenge maybe. Um, it, it just depends. <laughs> and I don't know how you're gonna top it. Like Cuz brought Macho Man from Heaven on. Cuz brought Stone Cold on the drive through, and he was mad at Rob Van Dam. He had no idea that Rob Van Dam was even in front of him. Um, I don't know how you're going to top that because pulled out all the stops and did all this great stuff and got all these celebrities on. So that's fine. I had a huge show. You know, I, 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 if I proved myself, Jesus, and even whatever, whatever the 31st means, whether it comes or goes, I told you, I told you that he was coming back. I just, your statement was he's never coming back. He doesn't have the passion. Dave, he's already got one foot in the fucking hot tub. It's all he's got to do, all he's got to do is slip his trunks Christmas. off and get in naked and go to town. So that's all he's got to do. Hmm. Stephanie McMahon's already in there, all nude. Here's, ready the, here's the thing, guys. What? Here, for, for all you, you know, seven listeners out there, here's the deal. You know, when you talk about um, making a bet, I don't think I would make a bet that CM Punk is never coming back. I, I, I would say that CM Punk was Which you did, back, say. I did you say. You did that. say that. I said that over and over and over. And that is your bet. That Jess, is your bet. But here, but here, but here's Jess. Here's Jess saying, um, I'll even put a date on. What's your date? December 31st. I'm like, fucking This done. was back that in, will first of all, happen. like I said. That will never happen, bro. This was back in July <laughs> when we first heard that he was going to be in August at Star, uh, StarCast. So I, I I was I was never more sure at that moment. Even if he did come back for lie. some crazy that's reason, I'm like you can't do it. That in six is a months. lie. You, you were can't. not sure. And then all the times when they started hearing when he answered questions a certain way at Starcast, you were sweating your balls off. Then all you know, then certain things would come up. You were sweating your balls off when you saw him on Fox Sport One. You were sweating your balls off. Just you know, you were. You know, you were. Not really. I, I, no, not really. I was too generous. No, I, I was too generous. I wasn't at all. I was too generous, <laughs> and my guilt got the best of me because I trounced you so bad in the uh-huh. King of the Ring that I generously gave you December 31st, 2019. Your statement was, he will never come back. He doesn't have passion anymore. It was this ridiculous, misguided statement on your part, but that's fine. <laughs> but that's fine. Hey, hey, let, let me, know, let me reel what? it back in. I'll put, let me, I'll put it out there. Let me reel I'll, it back I'll in. I'll put it out there. Let me reel it back in. No, I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll say I'll say it. I, I, I firmly believe that CM Punk has no passion, but you know what I believe he has a passion for? Oh, God. Greenbacks. Greenbacks. Fucking do it. Don't do it. You think Brock has a passion at this Does point? Does it matter? Fuck he, Fuck if off. I made the bet that Brock would or would not come back, I would have won that because he came back. We can't so, make bets based on passion, bro. But I can tell you that if someone's going to offer Punk uh, your opinion about CM Punk was based off year, you. Do it. Your opinion about CM Punk was based off you thinking he had no passion to come back. That was your bet. Mm-hmm. So you could say all you want right now that one doesn't do that when you did do it. And you mm-hmm. might win because That's of my fine. generous date. Now, let me reel this back in. Let me reel it back in. Yeah. Oh, your generous date. That's what I'm saying. Who's going to I'm the, the one who said the it's timeline. And listen, and listen, if the 31st uh-huh. comes I'm listening. and CM Punk has not debuted, I will gladly drink mm-hmm. out of a shoe of your choice. And I will gladly honor my bet because I am a gentleman and I will take care of business when I need to take care of business. And maybe cuz can get celebrities <laughs> or whoever the fuck or Macho to come down again for you. That'd be fine. And you know, I'm I, I don't You'll be so you happy. Know what? I don't You'll need be so fucking happy. special guests. I don't need fucking extravagant fucking music. 
I just need video of you to go on every fucking social media platform available. That's fine. Drinking from However the dirtiest shoe on the planet, the which will be mine. I'll probably step in dog do the day before. It'll However be an accident, you want but it's going to happen. Produce the episode is how you want to do it. And if you step in Ooh. dog do, that doesn't matter. I'm not drink. Like, are you going to put dog shit inside? No, but you're going to have to smell it when you drink it. I'm going to alcohol the bottom of it. You didn't know that. I can I can clean the outside <laughs> over. <right now. laughs> You put some. Are you gonna puree that no, shit? We didn't even make stipulations. I could throw your fucking shoe in my washing machine if I want to. You didn't say I couldn't. Uh, well, I still think it won't get it out, bro. That's like you said. You think you got problems? Come on, bro. I, I I went to Humboldt State for five years. My feet have never been the same. Whatever. Never. Just the thirty first. We'll see. We'll see. We got some time. Nightmares, bro. We got some time. I've been right about everything. <laughs> Well, here's the deal. Let's let's talk about. Um, I don't want to talk about punk too much. I mean, gosh, I mean, I think it's been overdone. But I, I think we're I think we're extremely curious to see what's going to happen with this FS1 deal, right? Um, Jess and I were kind of talking about it off the air a little bit, and gosh, I got to tell you, Fox, you know, some, you know, this little birdie told me they got some fucking money, right? What do you pay punk to be on FS1? On a part-time basis. How does that even work? What is it even going to do? And by the way, what's your estimate of what ratings are going to be on FS1 at midnight next week? It's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. I mean, we were reading, we were talking about this too last week when, when Punk wasn't even a part of the show. And, and our, our, yeah. it was like 50,000 viewers or something terrible. But it, 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 and let's be honest, it's, it's, it's FS1. It's on at midnight, midnight yeah, yeah. right? So that, that's, it's not sure. fair to judge it, even though ratings for WWE is down across the board. So this doesn't surprise me. But at the same time, like that's a normal, unfortunately, that's a normal midnight rating for Fox Sport 1. And then the episode that Punk did appear on, they didn't advertise Punk. They snuck him in the building under wraps. Literally, they wrapped his face. And so they did all of that. So you didn't know it was Punk. And he appeared, what, the last couple of minutes or last 30 seconds or whatever. Um, yeah, right. As so, yeah, and show, that got yeah. 100,000 viewers. So I can't attribute that to Punk. So it doubled. Just for no reason, really, because when you're that low, it'll fluctuate. You know what I mean? It'll just jump up and down. I feel that when he's on next week or this week, or it, I think it's on every Tuesday. So when he's on this Tuesday and we're actually this episode, will release on a Tuesday. Um, when he's on this Tuesday, um, he will pro I, Dave was saying he'll probably four to five times it. I would not be shocked. I think he'll, I think he'll quintuple. Yeah, even though Fox Sport one is not in viewers. a lot of households, it's in. 300,000 households, right? At least like, you know, it's more, it's, it's more, more than it's that. More it's than more than that. that. So they'll get like a, a five share or six share, whatever that is, you know, whatever percentage that is. And the, dude, punk is going to get like, yeah, 300 to 500,000 viewers. No problem. Cause people are all going to tune in to see what he says and does and how he's going to fit in. But punk's not going to be on every week. They even said, he's not going to be on every week. He's going to be on, you know, I, they didn't give a time frame or a number of dates a month, probably once a month, twice a month, maybe. Um, so he, he gets a good chunk of change just for doing that. 
he's going to work his way. Fox is going to get in Vince's ear and be like, hey, you know, the little show we have on our actual network channel, SmackDown, that's tanking in the ratings and is not delivering what you <laughs> promised. Um, you know, we want Punk on that. So you need to get him under contract and we need to put him on there. And they might even start out with, hey, you know, on SmackDown, right? They might be like, we're going to go live to the Fox Sport 1 studio with CM Punk. And they might start putting his face on like that, for example, on SmackDown. That could be a thing. That could happen. And that could just get people to say, oh, my God, I saw CM Punk's face on SmackDown. Right. That could start out like little by little. And and the bug is going to it's already bit him, first of all. Secondly, like it's it's going to happen. They're going to work him into a Brock style contract. He's going to come back. He won't even be wrestling enough to get sick of creative because Brock isn't. Brock no. goes. He, there won't be enough. Yeah, creative Bro- to Brock just has it. to answer to Paul Heyman, basically. And, you know, they they talk with Brock about a week before they bring him in. Hey, you know, your, your Raw's coming up. You know, you've been off TV for a month or whatever. Like, your Raw's coming up. So here's what we're going to do with you. And we're going to hype you for the next pay-per-view. And then you'll be gone again for another month. Sounds good. Like, you know, that's what they're going to do with Punk. So Punk's... Their creative is Brock at that point. Their right. creative will be Punk at that point. That is the creative. Yeah, and he'll, they're back he'll on work TV. close with Vince oh, or Triple H and, and tell him what he wants to do. And he'll do it. And they'll talk about, okay, yeah, let's do that. And, okay, you know, you're going to face so-and-so at SummerSlam. And, you know, give us two Raws leading up to SummerSlam or two SmackDowns leading up to SummerSlam. And... And that you'll be good. Then he'll go away for a month or two yeah. and then come back and do it again. And, and let's be honest. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about the soft line, too. I mean, Brock up front has changed the game for the top talent in any kind of wrestling federation because Brock can leave and come as he pleases. And he still gets paid a top-notch contract. And his leaving is the ultimate thing to cool off and then come back and have instant heat, which is what they used to do back in the day. If you were like, if you were worn out, they take you off TV and then they bring you back and you boom, you explode. Right. Um, that's what Brock's doing right now, but he's doing it on a major contract, but you can also argue Jess. Uh, and I, I want you to take the lead from here that CM Punk is the man that created that contract for Lesnar. Can you expand? Like I, I, people who are like, you signed a contract. I, you have to understand that contracts are not fucking worth the paper they're printed on. Mm. If they were, they wouldn't have settled. They would have held me over a fucking barrel, and I wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast. I waited till everything, all the legal bullshit, was out of the way. I never sued them. It was all about a settlement. It was, hey, guys, guess what? You can't do that. You can't do this. And don't do this. And they immediately fired back and were like, okay, uh, how do you want to proceed? And that, that's, that's what it was. Well, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the way he left the first time and the way he went up, to court lawyers, and he uh, won. And in his particular case, other wrestlers have lost. But in his case, the contract wasn't worth the paper that it was written on. And he was able to get out of his contract. Uh, you know, he paid a lot of money in legal fees. Don't get me wrong. It came with a price, you know. But um, he proved, at least in his particular case, that he can get out of his contract. That, um, you know, he was claiming that it was, you know, he was injured and nobody cared and took the time and and and, and all that. And then the, the actual doctor separately ended up trying to sue CM Punk and Colt Cabana for spreading lies on his podcast. And uh, the doctor did not win the lawsuit. CM Punk and and Colt Cabana defended themselves in court. So um, yeah. it was deemed that they did not do anything that you're saying anything that was you know uh, uh, out of line or that could or yeah or, or, or they license, felt yeah. were blatant lies. You know, so um, 
so yeah, so Punk had a leg to stand on on that. So that gave him confidence, you know, and I'm not saying every wrestler that wants out of their contract should, if they have the money, waste it on a lawyer and sue or an attorney and sue. I'm not saying that. In his case, this opened up a lot of people's eyes. And nowadays, well, Brock was already under contract before Punk left anyway. Um, So Brock had the contract sure. before. But now I think it's even friendlier and Vince is even open to doing it with more people like Goldberg and Taker's been on it for a while. And, you know, Punk will follow suit as well. Because he knows, okay, I can use their names. And Punk's built up a legend from being gone so much because he left as this rebel. Gee, uh, there was another superstar in the past that got over from being a rebel. That's weird. I wonder how that worked out for him. Um, so mm. it's the same thing. And Punk was a rebel when he was hot anyway, when he did the shoot promo that he did on the rampway of Raw that one day. Um, so, I mean, he's yeah. always been... Kind of, I'm breaking the fourth yeah, wall, Yeah, he's always right? been kind of a rebel. The difference between the Stone Cold era and the Rock era was in the Stone Cold era at the beginning their back was up against the wall and they were losing a ratings war and they were looking stupid and embarrassed and they were embarrassed. So they, they let, they fucking took the cuffs off. They let stone cold have a lot of creative input. When punk got over, um, he was immediately shackled and creatives like, we got this. Yeah. Nope. We got this pal. We got it. We got it. And they stifled him. And that's not, that's the difference. They tried to even book him the same way where they put the title on him at first and then they took it away from him by screwing him. You know, Nash came in and hit him and Del Rio cashed in the money in the bank and then this and they tried to make Laurenitis or Triple H be the authority figure like Mr. McMahon was to Austin back in the day. And it didn't work because the creative atmosphere had changed dramatically since the late 80s, late 90s to early 2000s. That's that's why that's the difference. CM Punk had just as much potential to be as big as Austin. I'll say it. Maybe some 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 believe more. Uh, I don't know about more. I mean, Austin. I don't to agree. Be on, I'm saying to, some to be a Hulk more. Hogan or an Austin or The Rock and be on Good Morning America or live with not Regis anymore, but you know, live with Kelly and whoever. You know, that's a that's a special kind of cat. You really do have to be kind of like. Um, you know, very neutral and very friendly to everyone. Rock is, you know, Rock gets on. He's huge. So all the guys are like, look at the size of that guy. But he's a good looking guy. So all the girls are like, look at that guy. And then he's very calm. And when he talks, he's, you know, family people are like, the Rock is a very nice gentleman. He's super nice. You know, like, and and he's, you know, uh, appeals to all races and all, you know, types of people. So that's what's special about the Rock. I don't know if Punk has that type of charisma outside of the ring inside of the ring and as the character CM Punk he has all kinds of charisma but I don't know if CM oh, yeah. Punk is the you know you're watching the rock at home with this big bright white teeth smile and hi ah, everybody and he he makes the girls laugh makes the guys laugh you know uh, you know I don't know if Punk has that ability he might I'm not shitting on him I'm just saying I don't know he's got tattoos everywhere and that might appeal to some people but you know when the general family is watching again live with Kelly and whoever is our host, uh, Ryan Seacrest mm. or whatever, uh, or Good Morning America or 2020 or whatever they're on. Um, that that's a different kind of breed. Hulk had it, Austin had it. Even though Austin was on the fence, he's bald. He looked fucking scary. Austin did, but Austin was funny. And when he went on shows, he was he was humorous, and people, oh, you're a real nice guy for being all yeah. bald and scary and muscular, you know. Here's two. Austin also yeah. tugged at your heartstrings as everybody wanted to tell their boss to go fuck themselves. And Austin could do that on a weekly basis in the storyline. So that's why people loved Austin. Austin played it to the T. Um, so Punk, I'm yeah. not saying he would have been, Punk could have been as big as them, but the climate creatively changed. That's what fucked Punk. And, and I really believe that. And I don't, and 
I think Punk just got sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? I, I Well, there's a big difference when you've got nobody, you know, breathing down your neck on a weekly basis and you get comfortable. And CM Punk was in the in the era where things got comfortable. Well, and when you're you working know? with creative and you're you're in the trenches together like Austin was and you're coming up with stuff together, that's a different atmosphere than yeah. hey, go to the meeting room. Hey Punk, put your bags down, go to the meeting room, get your script. We'll see you soon. Okay. The, oh, thi- the thing that, that got Punk over was they let him fucking sit Indian style on the ramp and shoot. I grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that if they're just that, they're completely imaginary. The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even at commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no, how many, no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your lovely little collector cups. I'm not on the cover of the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in movies. I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not on the poster WrestleMania. I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the yeah, show. To talk about what made Punk, the reason why fans were clamoring, why Dave gets triggered, is because he did do some stuff, you know, before uh, he left. And, um, you no, know, we, we're not going to talk about his independent days or his Ring of Honor days. Those were noteworthy and they're important to his career. I advise you, you go on the network. I still think it's on the network, right? The CM Punk documentary. It's an excellent documentary. Yes. If you don't buy it from eBay, find it digitally, however you can do it. It's an excellent, excellent documentary. One of WWE's best, honest documentaries ever. They actually refer to Ring of Honor in that. They talk about the old... Uh, uh, indies that he was in, how he started with his brother, his brother kind of embezzled money from him and, you know, the whole thing. And so, but really, wow. really what started was when he came up to Ohio Valley wrestling, Paul Heyman liked him in Ohio Valley Res- Valley wrestling, excuse me, OVW. And um, they, they were probably going to let him go with a bunch of other talent, just people. I ah, were never going to use that guy. He's tattooed. He's not big. Uh, all that. So, but Paul Heyman liked his promos and liked his attitude. And Paul Heyman's like, no, this guy's good. He's really good. You got to keep him. Yeah. Keep him around. He comes in WWE in the, in the ECW brand that most people don't like, but that spawned birth to CM Punk, you know, CM Punk debuted on yeah. the ECW brand, the WWE ECW brand, and then finally went up yeah. uh, to the main roster and uh, won the world heavyweight championship, not the WWE championship, but the world heavyweight championship right away. He won the money in, uh, in the bank uh, ladder match um, at one of the WrestleManias. And then he ended up beating um, the world champion at the time. Uh, I think he came out. Who was that? Uh, I, I fucking missed it. I can't remember who he did. Someone's going to be like, fucking, of course he beat this person. But he won the money in the bank. He cashed it in. He won the heavyweight world heavyweight championship, which kind of established him uh, on the main brand. You know, people were talking about him. Oh, wow, this guy's CM Punk. So, but. He was the placeholder, right? I mean, the World Heavyweight Championship wasn't the main event guy, wasn't the top guy that they were going to put stock into. That eventually went away. Fast forwarding to this really fucking cool and creative storyline. A lot of people label this as it was ahead of its time. And I'm talking about... He defeated Carlito in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, I I just, I Uh, overlooked who he beat for the world title. Yeah, and then he he uh, he beat Morrison. And the Miz in a three-way match. Not for the world championship, though. 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's, I'm sorry. I'm reading this wrong. Let's see. I'm. 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 I'm oh, it's Edge. It was Edge. Game. Batista came out and beat him down, and then when Edge was laying that's there right. helpless, yeah. he came down, cashed in on Edge. Yeah. Beat down, yeah, but he used to be down edge, and then he fucking. There you go. Thank you for saving me because I fucking yep. couldn't find that. Um, so, but the the thing that it, I was talking about back then, a lot of weird shit happened. The All big thing that I was talking about that I became kind of a fan of him was for the straight edge society. That fucking group was awesome, and it was not ahead of its time. A lot of people say that, oh, it didn't work. Let me, it didn't work because they didn't have the confidence in CM Punk and they didn't put the stock in him. I mean. They didn't even know what it was. I, I, I don't want to, again, I don't want to run this episode long, but long story short, he had a feud with Rey Mysterio while he was like this cult leader. And uh, uh, um, he had uh, uh, Luke Gallows join him, who everybody knows who Luke Gallows is now. Um, previously, he played Festus, this mentally challenged yeah, guy. OC, baby. Yeah, he was now. part of his tag team. And so Luke Gallows came out, actually got to show his real uh, personality, which is very funny and very creative. And so he was part of CM Punk. Then um, he had the uh, the girl. God damn it. Why am I blanking all this stuff? Usually I can just come up with. <laughs> he had the girl. God, what was her name? Oh, I really hate this right now. Usually I'm t- off the top of my head. I can just write. Usually right off, right on this stuff. But yeah, there was the girl that came in and she started accompanying them down to the ring. And then um, basically he put her on one of the episodes of SmackDown, he put her down on her knees and shaved her head as an initiation. So this woman got her head shaved. We are witnessing the pastor of purity, CM Punk, welcome another disciple into the straight edge society. This is symbolic in the straight edge society shedding your iniquities. It's almost like Punk has found his Mary Magdalene. And she was a part of Straight Edge Society. And so the three of them, Punk was kind of like this evil cult leader talking about being straight edge. And if you put any kind of poison in your body, you were weak in the mind. You were weak at heart. You were a weak person. And like he was just, it was awesome. It was really cool. It wasn't ahead of its time. It's just that WWE didn't have faith in him. Um, I mean, Mysterio beat him regularly. The big show at one point beat the entire Straight Edge Society in one match in a handicap match. Um, you know, that can't be good for the fucking storyline, right? 
So it's just ridiculous. And so and then Punk got injured shortly after that. But even while he was injured, like Brett was when Brett was part of the Heart Foundation, remember him in the wheelchair when he had knee surgery? You know, they could have done so much stuff if they were fucking creative, but they weren't creative and they had no belief and they had no patience back then. Uh, her name is Serena, the girl wrestler. I, Serena. Oh, Serena, yeah. yeah. I just could not remember her name. There it is. I found her. Could not remember her name save her life. Save her life. So he did that. Straight Edge Society was not ahead of the curve. It was not ahead of its time. It was a perfectly acceptable storyline for back here in the time, except the fucking company refused to get behind him. So I did like CM Punk back then going like, how do you not see the talent in this guy? Maybe he's a big dick in the back. You know, maybe he's a fucking asshole and he fucking shits in people's bags. Oh, wait, they still pushed Orton anyway. So what is that? You know, Shawn Michaels would tell Vince to go fuck himself loudly in the locker room. And Shawn Michaels had a great career. So what could this guy be doing in back? That that sours, you know what I mean? The management, nothing. There's nothing. I just named two situations and they still push those guys. Like, I don't understand how that happened. So he comes up with this awesome gimmick on his own, the Straight Edge Society. It's cool. It's working. They shit on it. Mysterio beats him two out of the three matches they had. Big Show beats him in a handicap match, like I said. It's just they shit. They just end it. Then they have Gallows and him kind of have, they're at odds with each other. And then he beats Gallows in a match and that effectively ends the Straight Edge Society. So it really never got legs under it. Punk's crate. Yeah, never. never yeah, they were, they didn't know what to do with Punk. They let him do whatever he wanted. They put him on TV and they're like, ah, we don't really fucking, we don't want to put stock in this or Punk. So fuck him. Like, that's what they did. Then they tried to make it, made him the leader of the Nexus, which was awesome with Wade Barrett. And they fucked that up by Cena squashing them uh, in our archives. I talk about that. Cena squashes Nexus, but they try to revitalize the Nexus. Punk comes back from the injury. They make Punk the leader of the Nexus. That shits the bed too, because they don't give a shit about Punk until Punk leaves. And he's like, I'm not going to resign. And then all of a sudden they're like, dude, no, we want you to resign. Ah, unless things change, unless you give me some some good faith that I'm going to be used right or that you value me. I have punk from the beginning. You can call him arrogant or whatever you want. Was like, I have talent that a lot of people don't have. I'm better on the mic than 95.9% of the people you have in this company. I'm, I have more charisma. I'm better in the ring. I can have a good match with anybody. I can put people over. I could do what I need to do. So he's like, but I'm leaving though. So fuck you. And the only place he could have went at that point was TNA. But years earlier, he burned a bridge. So he wasn't going to go there. So they were just like, no, we want you to resign. What do you want to stay? And that's when he developed the, hey, what if you let me get on the rampway and I say shit? I just talk shit. I'm going to say stuff. I'm going to say real stuff that I'm frustrated with creative that I'm frustrated with you that I, and I'm going to embellish it. I'm going to put a little stank on it, you know, but my basic is, is that I'm unhappy and I don't like it. I think that we need to kind of bring reintroduce realism you know in the attitude era and nwo that was very reality based right you really hated your boss you really want to tell your boss to go fuck themselves in the nwo real guys were quote unquote coming in to invade a company so punk is like let's let's kind of reintroduce what's real you know a lot of people have gotten numb to a lot of things in society but we could still kind of bring back realism let me get on let me break the fourth wall let me talk to people at home. Let me talk to people in the crowd and tell them how much you suck and your family lineage sucks and you guys are holding me back and I'm leaving and I'm going to take your fucking stupid title and I'm going to leave with it because That's you're right. a joke. That's a big deal. And so that it deal. worked. He beat Cena at Money in the Bank.
He leaves. They keep him <laughs> off TV for a full month. Like he left. They even have a tournament where uh, I think Cena beats Mysterio in the finals of the tournament. And, you know, like they, they pretty much act like they're moving on, which was genius. Punk, meanwhile, on Twitter is posting pictures of the belt in his fridge, uh, posting, you know, pictures of the toilet. belt on his toilet in the bathroom. He was it was all perfect. People were actually having Punk on their morning shows going, is this real? Are you really gone? Yeah. He's like, I'm not, I'm not fucking signed. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I have no contract. And he didn't. But the thing is, is right before he went out to face John Cena, when he won the match at Money in the Bank, he did sign a contract, but it was all kept on the down low. It was all done. Hush, yeah. hush. I'm sure Vince or Triple H probably held the contract physically in their hands, folded it up, put it in their pocket, walked away. Punk goes out, beats John Cena, does the whole thing. So it was just, it's the best kept secret because they held it from the media, you know, the dirt sheets. They held it from the, yeah, you'll never yeah. see it. So it's awesome, you know? And then they, they squandered it. And I, we're, we're running along in this episode, and I fucking hate it because I didn't want to make it this long. But, like... Nah, it's not that bad. Come on. But, like... Do yourself But, yeah, like, they, they... they They... He did cool stuff, but then they stifled him every chance they got. You know, Nash... They 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 finally fucking put the title on him at SummerSlam. They finally, uh, you know... Or, actually, he beat Cena in a rematch, sorry, at SummerSlam that year. Um... And, and unifies both titles, even though there was only one. But, you know, when he left, quote unquote, and left the company, they pretended like he really left. And so they recrowned John Cena. John Cena was the champion. Punk comes out uh, <laughs> and says, hey, nope, I'm back. I signed a contract. I'm the champion. I beat you at Money in the Bank. Then they made them rematch at SummerSlam. He beat Cena again. Then Nash, Kevin Nash, who hadn't seen the the light of an arena in years, comes out of nowhere. Of all people. Attacks uh, CM Punk, Del Rio cashes in the money in the bank, and then oh takes God. the title from Punk. Pins it. They kill his fucking heat that night. But Jess, That's Austin got pinned by Kane and Undertaker. And they took, you know, Austin was never champion for more than two or three months at a time anyway. You're right. But the thing is, is again, they were all in the trenches together. Austin had plenty of say. He didn't show up for TV and they're like, this is what you're doing. They came in and they said, Austin, what do you want to do? We're thinking this. Oh, yeah, that's good. Let's do that. Let's do this. That's a major difference in atmospheres. Am I wrong? Like, no, I agree. When Punk is like, where is that going? Yeah. And I, I think I think one of the biggest things Punk ever said was, hey, you're losing to Brock tonight. Why? Not even that. Before that, you're you know? right in that. And we'll get to that. Sorry. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm but just giving right you an example. Right after Nash right? like, made him lose to Del Rio, the next pay-per-view, Triple H comes out of retirement, takes on CM Punk in a no-holds-barred match or a no-DQ match or something like that, and Triple H beats him. And then Why? and then goes back into retirement, and it's amazing. Why? It's amazing that they don't. It doesn't make any that sense. They don't see how that's you. Austin never got beat fair, and the thing was, that's is true. Vince always kept that's that true. window up. You and, know, Vince. And even think about the Undertaker. Oh, the Undertaker. Oh, I'm I'm gonna take Undertaker's undefeated. Show. Okay, that's where Punk's gonna get his then. And guess what? It never happened. That is not yeah. either. 
Why? You won't see Undertaker for another fucking year. Why? And that's fine. That's you fine. Know, the streak. The- that, that's, that's what I'm saying. All this stuff. It, when Punk starts asking the question, why? Who's going to be there tomorrow? I, I know I'm not quitting a lot of CM Punk's like Cole Cabana podcast. Who's going to be there tomorrow? Is fucking Brock going to be there? Well, no. Then why? You know, why? Why are you doing this? This doesn't and, and, make and he wasn't any even sense saying, like, I should beat Brock. It's like, why am I even fighting Brock then? Like, that, yeah, that doesn't make Triple sense. Why can't Triple H or right? Cena or someone come out of retirement or partial retirement or whatever was going on at the time? Where it doesn't yeah, matter. and they could lose Brock. It's a great yeah. match, and people will remember it, but it doesn't hurt anybody either way. He's yeah. Like, I need you and Brock for SummerSlam. Big, uh, big headline match. And I said, great. And who's going over? And he goes, well, Brock. And I went, great. Who's going to be at work on Monday? And there's just silence on the end of the phone. And he goes, well, uh, I mean, you. And I went, why? I said, do I get my rematch at the next pay-per-view? He goes, uh, no. I said, when's Brock coming back? He said, um, probably the Royal Rumble. And I went, fucking hell. Okay, so I got to put over The Rock, and he goes away. I got to put over Taker, and he goes away. And now I'm putting over Brock, and he goes away. My stock is dropping rapidly in the eyes of the casual viewer who is who they care about. So if I'm to maintain my main event status, I'm not going to be able to do it by just producing excellent matches on house shows and TVs all the time. I've, I now go, well, fuck it. I want to be that guy. <laughs> right. And Vince was like, well, no, I, I need you. The talent pool is really thin right now. And I went, tell Brock to work the fucking house shows. And this is you know, a lot of people. Are Why ruin me? Like Why Brock? ruin and the guy? Me and Brock that, but it's because so back up. in the Attitude Era. Because Vince doesn't like you and you're 218 after, pounds. That's after why. Austin left uh, and took his ball and went home when he was told to lose to Brock Lesnar <laughs> in 2002. Oh, yeah. That Vince yeah. made the decision then. I am never going to make this company about one person again. Hulk kind of burned me. Austin burned me. I'll never do it again. It's about the brand. We're a brand. So that was his dream. When he went public, we're a brand. So they're a brand. That's the thing. They never they yeah. never viewed themselves as doing wrong to the CM Punk character because it's all about the brand anyway. Which is it's which has been the company's problem for the last 10 years. And and until they get over that and realize that you do need a star, you could have some sub stars. Sure. You could have your mankinds and your DXs and all that. That's fine. That's your fine. Angles, yeah. But you need your fucking Austins. You need your rocks. You, can you need your Hogan's. You need them. You have to have them. And and they just don't they no, we don't. It's about the brand. We don't. You do. You do though. And you're gonna keep over and over again almost getting there and then failing. And then it's just going to happen all over again. Then people are going to be social, you know, posting on social media. I want to leave. I can't believe this. You know, it's like they just don't. It's so easy to fix, Dave. They have all the talents and all the resources in the world. They're the richest pro wrestling company in the world. And they, not only financially, but in the realm of oh, talent. Oh, look, at, oh, look at Walter. I don't, I don't even know what you want to say Jesus about Christ. their talent. It's so huge. Good God. So yeah, so that so it's that I don't know if we did incredible. a good job, but like that is some of the things that we were talking about leading up to Punk leaving was those were but here's those the, were his achievements, straight edge society, the the the, of the course. shoot promo because I refuse to call it a pipe bomb, a fantastic Undertaker match that he did lose, yeah, but it was still the a great Undertaker match. match was amazing, like because he was on fire. The Brock Lesnar match that he ended up losing to at SummerSlam that year that was a fantastic no match. Sense. That was an amazing match. Yeah. He still he still made everything, everything the best did, he could possibly make. He's it. not overrated. Everything Punk did. The only uh, the yeah. only thing that uh, makes him overrated on is the fact that people like to say when when people leave and then people clamor for their return, 
it's easy for the opposite side to say, oh, they're overrated. Yeah. He's not. He did. But you know what? Punk did everything. You know and I'm not even a punk fan per se. I will just say that he did everything he said he was going to do every time he went out there. Yeah. Sure. Agreed. Here's the thing, Jess. At the end of the day, all of the scrutiny, all of this bullshit that he went through is why people would randomly, you know, cheer CM Punk on a fucking SmackDown taping. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? He's not your fucking savior. He's not coming back. Right. But that's why they cheered it because they wanted that savior so bad. They wanted something. They knew this guy realized that it was horseshit and he could change it. Or at least he would try to change it or he would call it I out. I think in even the when least. wrestling fans like try to mm-hmm. think they're they're to think they're being smarter than the actual script or, you know, being, yeah, they, when they think they're being real. Part of it always is in fantasy, right? I think everybody that ever sure. chanted his name well after he left, when you didn't think he was coming back, um, well after he left and they were still chanting it, they know I'm being smart. I know what's real, but inside they're like, but I hope in fantasy he comes back. Like they just want, you really did they hope. want that storyline. They want that Austin storyline yeah. to come back. They do. But here's the, here's the deal. Because of that, when he, and I'll, I'll say it, when he actually does, which will be after the 31st Whatever you say, go on. But when he actually does, it will blow up. I mean, this is a thing where it's one of those unintentional things that Vince, and you can now say Triple H or Stephanie, never intended on. They're like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that it would blow up to this kind of momentum. But it's funny because they're so far in it, they don't realize how fucking dynamite, just how TNT something like CM Punk was uh, to the culture of wrestling because it was, and it Triple was H lived through the, the attitude era. Like that's the, what's amazing mm-hmm. to me is he was right there on yeah. ground zero. And then by the time punk did the shoot interview in 2011, he was so far hot, down from they it. Still were like, let's overbook it. Let's overthink it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But here's the thing at the end of the day, you know, punk is punk is going to come back and it's going to get great ratings and you're going to see some, <laughs> You're probably going to see some pay-per-view charts that you've never seen. You'll you'll see the network take a huge spike, you know, for that first month when he does do it. If he comes in, if he comes in surprise at Royal Rumble, the next two pay-per-views are going to be huge for the network. Um, but you know, the only thing that matters is that Jess will be drinking a shoey. And as always, you can reach us via Fuck Instagram you. at OWG2019. <laughs> SoundCloud at our wrestling podcast, YouTube at our wrestling channel, or do the easy thing download WrestlePost, an app at no charge to you, and join us along with other great podcasts of the day. This is Dave and Jess and a ghosted cuz um doing what he's doing that's apparently better than what we're doing, saying OWP, have a good one.